Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Happy birthday, not yet. Hi, everybody. It's Jamie Rodriguez, your host of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. And it's not my birthday yet, so that's why I sang that song. Because it's going to be, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how are ya? I couldn't be better. Uh, music's coming back uh, for the year. Uh, we're slowly getting out of the winter doldrums here in Tennessee. And uh, we'll be by covering South by Southwest uh, in March. And then it's off to the races with festivals across the country. So stay tuned for some really great episodes and content from the road. But today, guys, we have a gem. A gem of an artist. Uh, more than a, an, an amazing musician, but more than that, just a creative son. You know, like uh, just a star of creativity. Her name is Susie Chisholm, guys. And she, you can find her rocking and rolling in Nashville, Tennessee, amazing records that she's put out but she's from Nevada and she's always consistently pushed the sonic boundaries in new and exciting ways uh, that's how I would say it you know when you when you hear her sing you don't know what you're gonna get you're just gonna get good art you know she's uh she's previously had a uh, great act uh, you know she's uh, she's a solo now but she she's been in, in great uh, in great bands she's collaborated with big names you know she was in an alt rock trio called Mosley that was pretty big back in the day here in Nashville, and uh, yeah, you can find her performing in the coolest spots in town, guys, and we are joining her by this episode, where we learn about her unique path, her musical upbringing in the battle-born state of Nevada, her parents' divorce, and how that affected her songwriting, the end of Mosley, you know, her, her twists and turns around the country, finding her true self, and just, uh, we talk about the new stuff that's coming out, really, really excited to hear it, and we hope you guys enjoy the amazing Susie Chisholm. Check out her website, suzychism.com, guys, and uh, be on the lookout because she's got exciting projects coming out and she is a breath of fresh air. If you're new to J-Rod Concerts, welcome, welcome, welcome. Check us out at jrodconcertsmedia.com. You can find all sorts of goodies there. And yeah, what do you say we get on it? Huh? Suzy Chisholm on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Suzanne Chisholm. Hi. Look at you. Look how, at you. How are you doing? I'm good. I've got coffee. That usually helps. How are you? Oh my God. Is there ever a day, Susie, that you don't look so darn cool? Like every time I see you, you look like a star. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Is there a day? Is, does it ever happen? Oh, man. I'm actually pretty um, like greasy. Probably should have washed my hair for this. So sorry. <laughs> Listen, I, I think it's important. But I'll take it. No, absolutely. And, and you know, Susie, I got to tell you, Nashville always surprises us, you know, but connecting us to your art and, uh, and your live show has been a true gift of the past few months, Susie, for real. We're really happy that you're oh. on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, um, it's pretty crazy to be back in Nashville. I lived here for so long and then I moved away to Los Angeles for a couple of years. Right. So being back and like getting to, you know, meet these new friends in my kind of like <laughs> Nashville 2.0 life, it's been really good this time, this time around. 
I love that. I love that. And we'll, we'll talk about that because, yeah, it's been kind of like a full circle adventure for you. A great adventure. This for is sure. adventure. So, you know, I get a sense, Susie, that in Nevada, you know, you grew up in northern Nevada, like close to Reno. Um, mm-hmm. You know, family super important to you, obviously, you know, Jordan, your sister and all that stuff. But in a way, you had to leave, right? Like you had to get out of there because I, I had to leave. You like shone too brightly for the place, right? Like you just didn't fit in. <laughs> You're very sweet. Man, I'm just going to keep you around all the time. Um, I, I knew pretty early on that, that I was not going to be in Nevada for my whole life. Like, it almost felt oppressive, even though there's nothing wrong with where I'm from. It's, um, it's a pretty charming, like quaint little agricultural um, community in the middle of nowhere, basically. And it's really pretty out there. I just, I felt like I felt like I was dying most of my life. Like I felt like um, the opportunities and the things that I wanted, even, even like the skills that I knew someday I could have that I just didn't have because I didn't really have a community that could really nurture that for me. It felt oppressive almost. So I was really excited to move to Nashville. Like as soon as I was 21 and could, you know, be in the venues, be old enough to be in the venues where I wanted to perform. I was here like as soon as I was 21, essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, but even before, is it true that, um, you know, your vocal coach at the University of Nevada in Reno, he basically critiqued your voice. He said that you were too pop, you know, to, to be classical. He said that you were too country to be pop, too rock to be country. Like, like that's what I don't yeah. understand about this, these teachers. Like, couldn't have been more wrong. Um, yeah, she was, she was actually a female. And, um, so I went to I went to the University of Nevada Reno on scholarship to be like a vocal performer. Mm-hmm. And so essentially you're going to do one of two things. You're going to sing opera, you're going to do Broadway or you're going to teach music and I think she just knew that no three of those things were going to be <laughs> like where I would fit. And right. it was really discouraging. I actually like I really like to be the best <laughs> at whatever it is that I do. Like I was I was top of my class in high school and things like that. And I was pretty competitive about it. And so um, school was really all that I knew up until that point. And so I was heartbroken, you know, and she wasn't like discouraging me from getting an education. Like she thought maybe I should make music my minor and should uh, maybe focus more on songwriting. And so I switched my major to be an English major, um, but I continued to take like vocal lessons from her. And she kind of pulled me aside and she was just like, have you ever really sat down and thought about Stevie Nicks voice and like just how unusual it is, but how it works because she knows her voice and knows how to use it. And that really got me thinking um, that I needed to spend more time with my voice and that I probably shouldn't be in school if I needed to spend that amount of time with my voice. So I ended up dropping out. Um, Sure. Well, you took the right yeah. path, I think, for, for your situation. And, you know, your voice is amazing, obviously. And, like, whenever you play, Thank it's, like, you. haunting. But your songwriting, Zuzi, I think it's underrated. Like, I'm, like, the biggest champion of your songwriting after, like, getting into yeah. it. I mean, even even going back to most the, the mostly stuff, like, in one trip around yeah. the sun, you know? Like, I'm going on a crusade to make sure everybody knows it. But you said you started writing it in earnest, poetry, short stories, and all this stuff uh, after your parents got divorced. Yeah. How old were you when they got divorced, Susie? Um, so I was in like first grade, like I was pretty, grade. pretty small and it was a small town, to be honest. Um, divorce wasn't like something that was very common at that time where I was from. And it was kind of scandalous. You know, my dad is a pastor. Sure. And so um, the whole town was talking about it when it went down. And so I really like internalized a lot of it. I actually like I was told later by some of my teachers from that time that I just kind of stopped talking 
which is so crazy because if you know me at all now, like I never shut up. I, I talk more than like most people that I know. Um, maybe I'm just like making up for lost time or something. Um, but I definitely like poured myself into writing. Like right. I was writing music before I could even like spell the words on my own. Like my first songs I ever wrote are in somebody else's handwriting because I didn't know how to write yet, you know? That's amazing. But like you, I'm telling you, you're like weird. a gifted songwriter. Even in Nashville, like Thank I think you. you're top of the line. It's really great. Thank wow. you so much. Yeah, I don't no. think that this city knows what to do with me, which is fine. <laughs> but yeah, Interesting. I love to write music. I love to write music. It's um, at this point, it's pretty easy for me, but it wasn't always like I can remember like being in high school and being frustrated that, you know, I could hear these great songwriters um, and that I didn't have that skill set yet. It is definitely something that I've spent a lot of time working on, you know. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, Susie. And you know, we mentioned mostly and the great trio band that you were part of. But before that, there's this little chapter that I that I want to talk to you about. When you moved to Nashville, I mean, you basically had a short-lived duo with uh, with Ed, Edwin McCain, and um, most people may know him because he had that song. Uh, you know, I'll be actually it's like this this one, basically that. Um, Sorry, I had to do it. If you've been to any <laughs> wedding in the past, like, you know, 20 years, you've heard that song. Yeah. But uh, what was that, like, little chapter like with that when, like, what were you guys working on? Like, what was that? And that brought you to Nashville, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, essentially, so before I moved to Nashville, I, and this is, like, before Instagram, you know? Like, I feel really lucky that I, when right. I started doing music, I was actually before, like, the internet was much of a thing. Um because I know people who are even just like a year or two younger than me that like their entire experience in their music career has been on the internet. Sure. Um, but I, it was, Wild. it was the days of MySpace. I will say that. And I got this showcase <laughs> through a MySpace like audition where you like upload your music or whatever. And How was I your MySpace, and Susie? Like when people logged on and they saw your top eight friends, like what was like the first impression of Susie on your MySpace? Uh, it was so dramatic. Like I had a lot of um, like they were called bulletins or something. They were kind of like <laughs> blog posts, but they were all like, what were they, what could I even have been talking about? They were all really emotional. And I oh, definitely had Depeche Mode was like my song when you went Thank to you. my MySpace. Um, but I got this showcase in New York where I went to New York and performed at Webster Hall in Manhattan. Mm. And it was just like for industry people. And to this day, I still have friends that I made on that trip. And I got a manager, like, you know, I was, how old would I have been? 18, 19, living in Reno. And I got this manager and he was living in the Carolinas and Edward McCain is from South Carolina. So they kind of, I don't even know that they knew each other. He just really wanted me to work with Edwin McCain. Like he was really passionate about it. Sure. And he somehow like got my music in front of him. And it was right when like Lady Annabellum was really, really big. And so Edwin was kind of like, well, you know, all, all the old cats from my day are now going country, like Darius is country now and blah, blah, blah. So he wanted to find like a young girl to perhaps kind of duet with him just sure. to have that since that seemed to be working for people in Nashville. And so that was the idea was I got this phone call one day that was like, I know that we're trying to get your music going in Nashville, but what if you did this project with Edwin McCain? And, you know, I never, I was around him, but I never really like knew him. Right. And to this day, if you Google hard enough, there is a song that Susie Chisholm featuring Edwin McCain out there somewhere. Mm. <laughs> um, 
I don't know that I even really recommend that. I was like, probably, <laughs> I was probably like 20 years old when we recorded that. And it was really short lived. I actually heard later that he, what was supposed to be my single, you know, that particular sure. one, he went and re-recorded it with like Shadaisy or somebody really random. And I was like, so heartbroken about it at the time. So I was already planning on moving here because I was flying out here so much for the studio stuff um, right. for that project. So when it didn't really work out with him, I was like still, like my heart was still on moving to Nashville. So exactly. I came anyways. It served a purpose. Yeah. It served a purpose. That project Stepping sure. stone. Yeah. Really totally. funny. Totally, Susie. And speaking of stepping stones, big one, mostly. Great mostly. band. I mean, Thank you. you're doing Christy Callway, Abby Hairston, and you create a powerful rock trio, Susie. I mean, you guys rock pretty hard and you guys had some good, like a good, good following. I saw some old clips at the basement East. You guys were rocking. And roll it's and pretty Susie. crazy. Yeah, we played. You know, we were playing sold out shows at Marathon Music Works and stuff. And so it's um, it's definitely a different change of pace for me now coming back here without that. And people love mostly. Like we were a party. We always had a lot of fun at the it show. It looked like a party. Like I have FOMO, you know, from the past. Why did what? Yeah. Why did mostly end, uh, Susie? Why did mostly end? Um, tale as old as time. Mm. The bass player quit the band, and I think. Um, The beauty of Mosley was that everybody, everybody's talent, I felt like, like a tripod, truly, like we needed each other. Everybody's talent yeah. kind of stood, stood on its own. And Christy was just, she's so darn good. <laughs> like she's so good. She rips the bass, man. Like it's crazy. No one has any right being that talented. Like it's crazy to me. And she, um, she wanted to start a family. Like she was. Sure. And is the one of the three of us who is married. And, and you know, it's true. Now she she has a kid. She has one on the way. It's yeah. um, It was a real reason to leave. Sure. And, you know, we we did this tour, she and I, where um, basically this Canadian artist hired us to be her backing band. And so Christy and I went to Canada with this artist and we were playing for thousands of people a night, you know, and I think it really made her realize like oh my gosh this could be coming for us and like do I have the space in my life for all of my family goals like I don't think like I think she thought she was doing a selfless act to get out of the game early and let us find somebody who could commit their life to the project hmm. but um that scared off the label that we were recording and our we made a record that's never come out it's shelved it's really cool you should hear it sometime <laughs> Yeah, but the whole thing just kind of like I lost my publishing deal and it everything just kind of fell apart. And then you have that sunset period where like if I were to continue to do music, everybody else would get percentages of my songwriting still, you know, so I just kind of um, had to figure out what I was going to do next. I was heartbroken. I was so, so, so sad. Susie, what happens? What happens? And this is I really don't know the answer to this question. I'm curious. What happens to that record that is unreleased? Like, how, how can it see the light of day? Will it see the light of day? Like what's going on there? People ask me this just about every day. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. I think that eventually we'll put it out. Um, Abby and I, we always we always daydream about like when we do the mostly reunion show and put out the album, how exciting that's going to be. It just needs to be the right time um, for both of our lives. And you know, I don't want it to take away from anything that I'm working on right now right. either. And I think it kind of confuses people. If I were to throw that out now, I'm just waiting for the right time when it sure. feels right for us. Fair. 
Fair, fair, fair. Awesome. Susie, you're being so awesome with your time. Thank you. I want to play a little game with you. But first, let me ask you about LA when you came back in 2018. Because, yeah. you know, you got back to LA. And I think that this was like a pivotal time. I mean, you did stuff with Chuck Bartels, with Jesse Stern, Eddie Spear, a whole bunch of people. I feel, how did you grow up as an artist and as a person in these couple of years? I feel like it was a pivotal time for you, right? It really was. Um, I'm so grateful for that time in my life. It was really lonely, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I moved to LA with kind of my rebound band, so to speak, after Mosley, and sure. it imploded. Like It imploded on the drive out there, if I'm being frank with you. It was um, kind of traumatizing, and it even triggered some like major abandonment stuff within me. So I got into therapy. I spent a lot of time with myself. I was being really healthy, exercising, hiking all the time. I was sober. I just wanted to know myself. And because I, I just kind of knew like, okay, this project fell apart. I could go back to Nashville where I know exactly what my life is going to be like. If I just walk back into that, it'll be people buying me drinks at the bar, wanting to talk about Mosley and whatever. And I just needed to be alone for a second. Sure. Um, but truth be told, a lot of those people that I worked with um, were in Nashville. That was like right before I moved to LA. I did a little recording, um, Eddie Spear, Chuck Bartels, and you know, those yeah. cats were here. But when I got to LA, I had to figure out what to do without my network, like how to start over and what I wanted. And I realized like through therapy that the thing that I was the saddest about in my life and in my career is that I have been at this for so long and have so little to show for it. So I, I knew that it was almost like life or death that I needed, I needed an album out. So I just started recording in my closet. It's not the highest quality in the whole world. I just, I knew that in order for me to feel like whether I'm in LA or Nashville, that I have a purpose, I needed to be able to be like, check out who I am, you know, right, not right. just like, Hey, I had this great band once. So I made an album in my closet and kind of the rest is history. So when the world shut down in 2020, I just knew that all momentum for everything that I had just been working towards making this record, because it came out March 13th, 2020, like LA shut down, not even 24 hours later. Right. So it, it felt personal, you know, it felt like, okay, I'm the only person who is going to champion this record and I could sit here and just let it die or I can go back to Nashville. So now I'm back here. I love it. We love that you're here and life works in mysterious ways, Susie. All right, let's play a little game if you're up for it and then we'll let you go. It's called, uh, okay. it's called Flip the Tune. And basically it's popular. I will only bring it for special guests. And basically the premise is simple. We play three of your songs, 10, ten second clips, three 10 second clips of your songs in reverse. And okay. we just want to know how well you know your songs if they're played in reverse. What do you think? I feel like I, feel like I could do this. You feel like feel you like can do this? this. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's do this. We're going to do flip the tune with the amazing Susie Shism. And here is the first one. And away we go. It's Paco. Is it Paco, ladies and gentlemen? It is Paco, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. Very good. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're going to rock this. I, I like the confidence and it's warranted. Okay. Sure. Flip the tune. Question two with Susie. Let's do this. And away we go. Not 
That's lucky boy for sure. He's that lucky boy. Right? Unbelievable. Yeah. You are a beast. Look at this. I love it. I recorded them. So I think that probably like I've heard them millions of times. Okay. Well, you're already (laughs) better than 70% of the participants. So that's good. All right. Let's go for the perfect score, Susie. And away we go. Oh, it sounds so demonic and scary. (laughs) It's uh, something blue. Unbelievable. What a champion. She's got skills. She's got (laughs) all the skills. Fashion, artist, painter, vocalist, songwriter, flip the tune master, and, you know, so so many great experiences. Flip the tune master. I got to my bio. Susie, what a pleasure. I mean, you've said it all. We can talk to you you. for like 18 hours. Thank you so much. It's always great. And what a pleasure to have you. And thank you so much for everything. Thank you for having me. Hopefully I'll see you around town soon. Yeah. Take care. (laughs) Bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.